Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Black Wall Street Chicago Speaks for Thursday, January 21st, 2010, with your host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. This is Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com, and I will be Mr. Carter's co-host for this show. We want to thank each of you for joining us this evening. Black Wall Street Chicago Speaks is on the air every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. And we want you to share in this opportunity to serve the African-American businesses of the past, the present, and the future by calling in and being part of the solution. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Press the number one if you would like to speak to our guests or if you have a comment. You can also listen to us live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. Good evening, Ron. How are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you, Sonia? I'm I doing great, Ron. Here. Good, right, good. I'm doing this here again, and I'm feeling good about it. A long week, but we're here and moving forward on the agenda that we are pursuing out here. That's right, and we're gonna keep on moving forward. We got a we got a long way to go, but we're taking it step by step, and it's exciting too. Uh, yeah. The show is going well. Uh, you get prepared for the summit, the summit in uh, on February twenty seventh. A lot of things right. going on. A lot of things going on. Now, uh, Ron, our guest this evening will be Mr. LaShawn K. Ford, Illinois State Representative out of the Eighth District, located on the west side of Chicago. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about our guest? Sure. Um, Representative Ford has a very interesting uh, background. He's um, he's an entrepreneur into real estate, and uh, he's part of many uh, committees of the um, uh, Illinois Senate. Uh, He has a background in real estate. Uh, uh, He's a founder of the Ford Diverse uh, Realty. He has a received a BS in education. Uh, from the Oil University. He's a former history teacher and a basketball uh, coach for Chicago Public Schools. He's licensed a real estate broker and a member of the Chicago and National Association of Realtors. And he's a board member of the Austin YMCA on the west side of Chicago, a board member of the Circle Family Care, board member of the Austin Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and, and he just have a, a rich of community relations and representation along with his broad responsibilities of a state representative and especially with the uh, intense committees that he's a part of and also going to his site you can see a lot of the different initiatives that he has taken on which we are going to be discussing this night as it relates to sustaining and increasing black businesses. You know, Ryan, when we when we want to speak about our young people, this is the type of people that we are talking about. Uh, he has a lot of credentials there. We want we really appreciate him taking the time. He was so gracious today. He we really appreciate him taking the time out of his schedule because we know his schedule is full, and uh, joining us. And and that's and that's the type of people we have working in our community. We can talk about the other side, but this is the side we're going to bring forth and keep on the mind of the people of Chicago. That's what we're going to do 
right here on Black Wall Street Chicago Speaks. We're going to talk about uh, people like this young man, Mr. LaShawn K. Ford, and all the things that he's doing in the community, not talking about it, but moving forth, doing it, and growing into it. But, Ron, before we bring our guests on the air, before we go to the phone lines, and I want to tell you, too, and I didn't tell you, Princess Allison, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago Madison Division, will be joining us this evening. We thought this would be of interest to all of you since he is in the district that uh, Mr. Ford does serve. But before we do that, uh, why don't you share with our audience some of the accomplishments of the reception for Black Wall Street Chicago that was held last Friday at the offices of South Street Journal, and tell them who was in attendance at that event. Well, you know, sometimes it's, uh, we mix that social environment with the uh, agenda of sustaining and increasing businesses. It takes on a fun uh, type of atmosphere, uh, and we almost want to just enjoy our accomplishments without even thinking about them based on the good company that we had last Friday. But even with the good company and the good uh, uh, surroundings and the good spirits that we had, we still was coming together for a cause of what we have done and what we are looking at to do moving to Summit 11 of Black Wall Street. But this last Friday, uh, State Senator Donnie Trotter joined uh, the Black Wall Street along with um, uh, Cheryl Jackson, of the well, formerly of the Chicago Urban League uh, CEO, and now she is a candidate running for U.S. Senate with a host of business people. You were there, Sonia, with uh, joining us. Uh, we had uh, the black contractors in the neighborhood with us. Uh, we had uh, uh, representatives throughout being a part of the celebration in which we gave Donnie Trotter a an award, which he stated that, why do I have to get an award for something I needed to be doing anyway? And, but we feel as though that what he did was led the, uh, the Illinois Senate to pass legislation in identifying the Black Wall Street District of 75th Street. And once he did that, I'm not for sure how much he knows that impact, but uh, people as far as California, Oakland, California, our headquarters of Black Wall Street, as well as people from Atlanta, uh, DeMond's, uh, and Texas, and uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, who's the, the spirit of Black Wall Street, was uh, ecstatic about this legislation passed. So what we were celebrating is not necessarily moving into Black History Month, but we have actually uh, producing Black History as we live now with such a legislation, because this legislation also leads the way to other initiatives with the mission of sustaining and increasing black businesses, targeting as one initiative of 75th Street from State Street to Cottage Grove, which is probably about a a three-mile stretch of businesses which are 90% black-owned, which is a rarity, sorry to say, in the United States, and that's related to... uh, Los Angeles, Harlem of New York, 
uh, even Atlanta with its large population. So it was in the spirit of Black Wall Street to sustain and increase black businesses, but we had a, an array of people coming together celebrating under the spirit of, of, of social networking and moving forward for our Summit 11, again, that will take place February the uh, 27th. So it was a good. Uh, matter of fact, you was there, Sonia, and, you know, it seems as though you, you came to another event we had there. It seems like you just blend right on in and taking care of business under the cover of socializing with a cause. That's absolutely true. I was born to network, and uh, Mr. Prentice Allison was there, and, and, and you come out to the events, and it encompasses all of those ideas, all of those things. And you come out and you meet the people in the community who are actually out there working. They're networking. They have businesses. We're, we're connecting. I was born to network, and that's what we do. That's what we do. You're listen, listening to Black Wall Street Chicago Speak with host Ron Carter, and I'm Sonia Perdue. Now, Ron is not only the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, but like most of us, we wear two or three hats, and Ron is the editor and publisher of South Street Journal. Just tell them a little bit about South Street Journal and how they can contact the newspaper to report a news story, a place to add, and then we're going to go to our, our phone, go to a short break, and we're go, going to go to Mr. Ford because he is on the line with us. But just tell us how to uh, contact the news, the, uh, the newspaper South Street well, Journal. Just call us directly at uh, area code three one two six two four. 8351. We have uh, the latest edition of South Street Journal will be hitting the streets uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, those that are not able to be here in Chicago, give us a call. We'll send a copy to you. Uh, but it's a 16-year-old paper, very progressive, and sometimes it's not a matter of reporting the news, but we are sometimes creating and engaging in the news as well. And that's generally the content of South Street Journal. So it goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, Black Wall Street as me being chairman of that and publisher of South Street Journal as well. That's great, Ron. As a matter of fact, South Street Journal has a special offer for all of the listeners of Black Wall Street Chicago Speak. Place an ad with South Street Journal between now and February 27th, the date for Black Wall Street Chicago's Summit 11th, and received 10, that's 10 MP3 ad announcements on an upcoming segment of Black Wall Street Chicago. Once again, place an ad with the South Street Journal between now and February 27th, and you will receive 10 MP3 ad announcements on an upcoming show. That permits full coverage for your product or service in both the print media and to an Internet audience, our audience. And that's a that's great right. deal. It goes it nationwide. As a matter of fact, worldwide, Ron. We all over the world. I know it. Now, I know it. That's right. After you place your ad with South Street Journal, contact me, Sonia Purdue, at 312-239-8835 or by email for instructions on how to upload your ads. We your ads. We look forward to growing with you. We 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 got a lot of things to do here, people, and we're gonna get it done. You're listening to Black Wall Street Chicago Speak. With your host, Ron Carter, I'm Sonia Purdue. We're going to be right back after this break from one of our announcements, one of our sponsors. A successful special event can be very challenging and stressful at times. Our staff of professionals organizes your event down to every last detail, no matter what size your special event may be. 
our creativity and attention to detail turns your ordinary party into an extraordinary event. At Andy Clyde's, world-class service for our clients is standard. We can provide travel arrangements, accommodations, event sites, caterers, florists, photographers, transportation, hair stylists, and makeup artists, favors, daily plans for guests, and pre-event information such as detailed maps, save-the-date cards, and invitations. Being a custom event planner means that we cater to you. We are not locked in by guidelines passed down by corporate. It is our job to find the best possible way to present your event. We have been referred to as dream weavers because we listen to what you want and get it done. Our specialties are the vacation packages. Visit our website at www.ndclides.net to see examples of what sets our services above others. And remember, at Andy Clyde's, we are your
back, and you're tuned into Black Wall Street Chicago Speaks with Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Perdue. You are listening to Can We Change the World, and that is why we're here. We're here to change the world. Our call number is 347-326-9477. If you have a comment, press the number 1, and that will send us a signal to bring you on the air. Our guest this evening is Mr. LaShawn K. Ford, Illinois State Representative of the 8th District in Chicago. We want to turn the show over to Mr. Ron Carter now, and we want to welcome Mr. Ford to the show. Representative Ford. Yes. How are you doing, sir? I'm fine. Thank you, Ron and Sonia. Okay. Good evening, sir. Well, my our pleasure welcoming you to uh, Black Wall Street Speaks, and um, it's a great honor not only to the point of your accomplishments, but also to your legislative agenda that you have been uh, moving forward as well. Um, and as for your information, I'm not for sure if you're aware of how we have moved 75th Street uh, on the south side, designated as the Black Wall Street District, but there's been some uh, meetings going on on the west side talking about the same initiative for Madison Street as a black Wall Street district. Or are you aware of uh, any of those uh, activities? Well, of course I am. I'm very aware. I work closely with Phyllis Logan and Green Acres. Um, These are key people, I think, that work uh, closely with black Wall Street. Is that correct? You got it. You're right. Uh, Phyllis Logan is our legislative representative, which uh, you are right on time being aware. And, uh, and uh, Reva Phyllis with Green Acres have been actually working with you on some other legislative uh, initiatives that you've been doing. So we've got a round circle of networking among the whole community. Let me ask you, uh, how does that concept for a Black Wall Street uh, district on Madison Street actually seen? Is that a, a, a reality of what you think can happen, or even though it's in the uh, planning or in the feasibility studying that they happen now? But what's your thoughts about that? Ryan, one moment. We lost the call. Let me get him back. Okay. Representative Ford, you're yeah. back. Yeah, and so yeah, Green Acres and and Phyllis Logan, they're they're really um, working hard to make sure that the West Side works very close with the South Side. That's something that I think has been missing in the in the past, where the South Side and the West Side work together in a non-political way. And I don't think this has ever happened before. So congratulations to you, Ron and Sonia, for uh, making this happen. Uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, our agenda is about sustaining and increasing black businesses. And, and doing that, you serve as a, a chairman of a legislative committee regarding minority uh, procurement. Is that correct? Yeah, so, you know, we know, everyone knows that um, that there's a, a uh, always this misconception that the violence in the community comes from having lots of guns in the community. Um, 
where, where the violence comes from is not having jobs, you know. And uh-huh. I, my mother always said that an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Uh-huh. And that's right. true. I mean, you know, if you don't have anything to do, then you're going to find something to do. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. And so what is the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead again. No, I say we have to make sure that we get our share of jobs and at least um, if we have qualified people uh, that they are considered and, and hired. Uh-huh. What does this uh, initiative calls for, and what should the uh, people of, uh, I guess, is this here basically a state initiative or is it more of a Chicago initiative? on the uh, jobs uh, uh, initiative that you're working on? Well, it's a state initiative to increase the number of minorities that are hired in the state of Illinois by the state government. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and the DLC, the DLC, you have maybe, um, let's say, over uh, 15,000 correction officers in DLC, and out of those 15,000, we may be only 3% of the employment. Uh-huh. And we know that we're 90% of the population in the, in corrections. <laughs> so right. how can we not benefit from the jobs? With transportation, um, the same thing. You know, there we may have um, five to 6,000 jobs in transportation, and we only have three or 400 jobs with transportation. Mm-hmm. So, let, right, is there a time frame that you all uh, that you're looking at in order to increase that number of representation uh, in parity to the community uh, per se? Well, there's no time frame, and, and you know we are a minority, and I want to give um, Senator Carter um, a lot of uh, praise for him standing up down in Springfield, understanding the claim in Springfield, understanding that it's very difficult to pass legislation that uh, will benefit the minority community because the minority community is not the majority in Springfield. Therefore, Uh they don't understand our, they don't understand and they don't want to understand or their mission is to represent their district, and mm-hmm. they have to get reelected. So the fact that they have to get reelected, it's important to have people like Donnie Trotter uh, down there making them aware, Ricky Hendon making them aware, uh, Monique Davis and Mary Flowers making them aware for such a long time of these issues, beating them over the head with the fact that uh, these are uh, – the disparities that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, in um, last year in November, you uh, introduced a bill to increase state job opportunities. <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> pardon me, have the code here. Uh, you introduced a bill to increase state job opportunities for African Americans. Is there a uh, and my understanding is that the, the federal government has a some real fine line between the count of minorities versus um, the different ethnic groups 
that make up the term minority. How are you distinguishing uh, the federal mandate with legislation uh, to increase job opportunities for African Americans? Well, that's why, you know, it's important that that uh, elected officials be exactly representative of the people. You know, I work closely with fellows at Green Acres and, uh-huh. and Mark Carter and all of the people, but fellows from Green Acres, he really, he really um, helped me understand that we have to deal with the issue of blacks. You know, uh-huh. and, and sometimes when you're down in Springfield, you you get called this bubble, and you and you just think minority, and and there's been a a spin to minority, and you know, Ron and Sonia, that what happens minority includes women, white women, and um, uh, my understanding is uh, right now I don't know if that is the case, but minority I believe with the city of Chicago, well I don't know if it's on the state or federal level that minority is to include gay as well. Right. I don't. I don't know if gay has been included in the state, and I don't think so. Um, I know the city wanted to include it, but the state has not included that, to my knowledge. But okay. this bill that I think that we can um, say that um, Mr. Fellows from Green Acres worked very hard. I mean, this was a bill that I think that he worked on for years, or legislation, oh. or or gathering of information that he worked on for years. And um, I'm grateful to be able to understand it and walk in and and um, and carry it. But, and, 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 and it's going to be called this, uh, hopefully this month, um, in, in committee. And I think that we need to not only get African Americans to support this, but we need to get white people to support it because they need to understand that if they want an American uh, America that, that works, everyone must go to work. Uh-huh. So know? what is it that, uh, to support this bill, what is it that the community needs to do and to support you to a great extent and you supporting them? Well, <laughs> that, that they should call their uh, their representatives or they need to come to any type of uh, meeting orientation or so is there a particular direction for them uh, in order to help uh, you to push this uh, bill through? The first thing they should do is make sure that every member of the Illinois uh, Black Caucus is a co-sponsor of the bill. Uh-huh. And every black person, every African American should be a sponsor of the bill. And every uh, African American in the Senate should be sponsoring this bill. Uh-huh. Is, there, that, is there any, um, uh, if, for a lack of words, head lobbyist right now that's organizing that type of support? No, no not at all. That's what we need um, to. Uh, do from uh, you know from Ron Carter and Sonia to do this show should help uh, promote that. Mm-hmm. Well, help promote it. Right. Well, I tell you what, uh, we will be following up with um, with uh, Phyllis Logan, uh, who's our legislative uh, representative, uh, 
and we will be creating an effort uh, of support from the uh, Black Caucus initially from the uh, House and the Senate and to uh, to move forward. So is there a time element there that we would need to secure that type of support? No, we need to do it tomorrow, you know, because the bill could come up in committee any um, any time we go back February 3rd and we're going to start committee hearings for all legislation. And this bill is my priority. Um, huh. I, you know, this is this is my second priority, and I got to tell you, my first priority that I have that uh, is to make February 28th a day to remember African American slaves that built this country in the Illinois. So February 28th of every year, we should remember all African Americans that built this country, African American slaves that built this country. That's a bill that's going to pass, and it can't be denied because we have to start with the foundation. The foundation is we built this country. Now we've got to go to the next step is we want to work. Mm-hmm. Well, I can say February 28th is a Sunday, if I'm correct, based on we have our summit February 27th. So February 20th, why a significant of February 28th? Well, February 28th is just the day that we're going to tell you that that's the last day, mostly uh, it's going to be the last day of Black History Month for the most part of some leap year. So in February, Black History Month, we should remember um, the all of the slaves that built this country and pay respect to them. Mm-hmm. This, is similar to, this is similar to another initiative that you had back in uh, 2007 when you wanted to initiate a voter registration uh, drive in the, um, uh, I guess, in the spirit of uh, Black History Month where you indicated uh, of the significant, if I'm not mistaken, of 1870, uh, that um, and then bringing it forward to uh, 1965, where the Voter Rights Act actually happened. And so my understanding is uh, in 2007, you took on the initiative to uh, have a campaign in the in the spirit of uh, 1870 and uh, 1965 for voter registration. So are you? Uh, history buff here that you like Not to at all. Uh, bring uh, history to the, to the to the present or <laughs> oh, I you, just, know. you know I just think that it's easier when you go to work on things that you don't try to reinvent the wheel and you build and you stand on the shoulders of people like Dr. King and you stand on the, the shoulders of people like Booker T. Washington and Rosa Parks and, and, and even our modern day people like um, Bobby Rush and Congressman Davis, they've done great things. And uh-huh. there's no reason for me to think that I um, have to reinvent the wheel. You know, uh-huh. I just, uh-huh. and, you know, that's what uh-huh. else. Now, you have, uh, uh, again, well, we're in uh, 2010, uh, but again, last year, you um, urged the uh, Illinois Department of Transportation 
to use no use more minority contractors. What was the end end result of you uh, making that urge to uh, the uh, the state government of the Department of Transportation? Well, once again, I think that my effort is a link to all of the work that uh, the other minorities and and other legislators have been working on for a very long time, and I think that we're going to finally one day get to um, connect the links to uh, increase the the participation. What happened, I got a real good uh, turnout with with IDOT, working very closely with the with the uh, Secretary of Transportation, and and he's aware that we are not going to uh, continue to not look at the situation and look for solutions. We have to make sure that the union understand that they cannot continue to shut us out. And the first step in in anything is to be aware that there's a problem. And I think that. Um, that people are becoming more and more aware that there's a problem and that this is not going to go away. And if they want to live the American dream, then everyone has to live the American dream. So what is the numbers now? Would you know what the numbers now as far as minority participation with the Illinois Department of Transportation? And is there a focus of where it can be by certain uh, period of time. You know, the, I'm not. I don't want to say the number because I don't want to give out a number that um, that I know that it's not where it's supposed to be, and I'm not going to give the numbers that they give out. You know, they give out the numbers that uh, I don't agree with, and it, it may not even be what they say it is. But I know it's not enough because when I drive down the Eisenhower or the Kennedy or Highway 55 or the Dan Ryan or any um, any road work that's being done. Mm-hmm. Well, as a uh, right, well, as a reporter, uh, we have uh, had two numbers came to us. One number was eight percent. Another number was twelve uh, percent. And then on the Dan Ryan. Um, when the Dan Ryan work was done, they said that they exceeded minority participation. However, when people drive down the Dan Ryan freeway, they could not see it. I know at one time I uh, made an effort. uh, I think it was uh, myself. I was questioning uh, Eddie Reed with United American, not, I'm sorry, with United we got his organization, United uh, Services of Chicago, and he had a contract with the the state in order to ensure minority um, uh, workers. But at one time, I think I was at home. I stayed on a, at that time on 94th Street someplace, and he came from 37th Street, and we actually drove down the Dan Ryan, counted the black that was working on that project. Now, that was that day, but a week later, I did my own count, and I didn't count as many. I think I counted 30 uh, blacks working out of 60 people working at that particular time. Um, So 
the numbers, how do we actually get to the actual numbers? Uh, again, I've heard an 8%. The Dan Ryan, they said it was uh, exceeded 30%. Uh, and, again, if you go down the uh, Eisenhower on the website, would they actually be frustrated based on the numbers just don't look like it? How we get there is we make sure that any any um, company that receives government money that they do everything possible to uh, be inviting to all people, especially minorities, and mm -hmm. we have to make sure that the unions understand that they have to open doors and they have to provide opportunities for blacks to get into unions, and we have to take away that. Uh, minority um, situation where we say that if you are a minority, then you're counted as uh, minority participation because we know that, and this is just a fact, you know, and people understand that if you are a white male and you have a wife and you put the contract in her name, now we're at our minority participation. <laughs> so, <laughs> the game continues, huh? <laughs> right. So that's where we have to understand that that's, that's the trick. And we have to get our people prepared so that they can say that they cannot find um, minorities or blacks to fill these positions. Right. So let me ask you, what's the what is the life of a state representative? Do well, you start your morning at four o'clock or or eleven o'clock in the morning? Well, you know, I, I try to start my I, I get up. I you know, as a businessman I and as a, I first started out as a teacher, so you know, I get up early. You know, I get up early and um I go all day. You know. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I like it. I mean that's the way it's, we have so much work to do as a people, and, uh -huh. um, and I'm grateful to be busy. I'm grateful uh -huh. that I'm able to uh, to uh, learn and and try to be connected with the people, and have, uh, and I pray that I continue to be able to listen, and uh, that I can be a real servant. Well, uh, uh, Sonia, are we ready for a break or? This is this is what I'd like to do. Uh, great interview. We want to thank Mr. Ford with, for being with us, and we know he has another uh, appointment. But before he leaves, uh, Princess Allison is on the line. We want to bring him in. He may have some questions for the representative, and okay, then you can close out the interview. Okay. Can I, I tell right. you guys about an opportunity that the EOC will be um, at tomorrow at 4800 West Chicago Avenue from 10 to 12 for um, employment opportunity grants. They will be there tomorrow. I emailed it out, and the information can be found at LashawnFord.com. Okay. I'm going to be sure that I, that we get on your email list too, Mr. Ford. Princess Allison, you're on the line. Good evening. Princess Allison is chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago Madison Division. Meet Mr. Ford. I'm not sure if you've met before. Did you have a question for him? Well, um, first let me say good evening, uh, Ms. Purdue, Mr. Ron Carter, and Mr. Ford. Good evening. All right, Prentice. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. 
I've right. met um, Mr. LaShawn K. Ford a few times, and um, I'm, I'm sure he probably don't remember me. Um, one of those people that, um, uh, and I want to say to him that there are quite a few of us on the West Side that not only vote for you, but we get out and we do uh, sort of undercover um, campaigning in our churches. We'll mention the name whenever we get the opportunity, so that kind of thing. So there's a lot of people that's, that's behind you. And now that that's out of the way, um, I'm pleased to hear uh, 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 how you feel about the Black Wall Street, Madison Street District. And um, I'm so pleased to hear that because those of us who follow you, we've seen how you've grown from your entrepreneurship and move right on into the state rep position, and you are, from what we see, you are strictly about your people, not to exclude any people, but you are about your people. So I didn't really have a question. I just wanted to say I'm pleased to have met you a few times, and I look forward to, to meeting you on this West Side initiative that we, we, we're moving on. Thank you very much. Well, uh, Representative Ford, that's some uh, good high remarks from our chairperson for the uh, Madison Street, Black Wall Street District. Uh, but I can say that the first time you and I met, uh, I think we was at the uh, Murphy Hill Gallery, and for some reason you and I just, just started talking and talking and talking, you know. <laughs> and I think that that is the uh, the, the, the spirit that I've been hearing from people from you, even though you and I only met once. Uh, so with that, in, in, in the uh, the vein of uh, trying to get a good understanding of our elected officials, uh, there is some um, people say when you become an elected official, they change. But what I'm getting from the community at large, when we talk about you, you seem to be right on the mark, and you're definitely still focused of your campaign platform uh, prior to becoming a state rep. Um, are, is there any particular future goals for you politically? Well, I just wanted to see what we could do um, before we got so much more to do and whatever God leads me to. But one thing that I do want to do, I think that you have, you and Sonia have a strong platform that I think that, on Sundays from 9 to 10, I have a live show as well on WVON. Oh, yes, yeah, so I've listened to it. Right. We should set a platform for Sunday if you two are available to come on to bring um, your show to my show this Sunday at from 9 to 10, and we can talk about Black Wall Street. We can talk about bringing the business community together, and we can talk about strengthening the uh, minority, the black community, so that we can. Um, be empowered. So uh -huh. you guys can email me you, and let you me know. That, you got I got that, and I'm going to absolutely take care of that. We appreciate the offer, Mr. Ford. I did have a couple of questions for you before you, before you leave. What is the uh, number on that bill? What's the title of that bill? Which one? I want to get the one that you were uh, talking about that um, that you, you know, want us to. Uh, Get behind oh, the back. Oh, all of, you know, if you look at uh, com, all of the bills are on there, even the census bill. 
every bill is on the website, LashawnFord.com, the bill numbers, because I don't want to put out a wrong number. Okay. But one thing for sure, the census is another bill that I have because, you know, there are a lot of African Americans that go to jail down state. And when they go to jail, the money follows them to prison. And the bill states that if if you go to jail, your money stays in the community that you last lived in before you went to prison. We don't need to send our money downstate. We need to leave our money right here in the neighborhoods where the people are uh, arrested and taken away from because they have kids here. They have uh, kids that are in school. They have family members here. So why would we send their tax dollars down to uh, those downstate prisons? So that's another well, that's, thing we have to deal with. That's a very interesting Go ahead, Ron. Yes, my understanding is that the city of Chicago have a a bad day or a policy. I know they used to have something like that. For example, if uh, in a particular police district, if they did a drug bust and they found $100,000, uh, that $100,000 is to be used or reinvested back into that com- com- that district for uh, community improvement or community neighborhood safety. Now, I don't know if that bill is, uh, I mean, that uh, initiative is still in place, but is that similar to the bill that you're speaking of? Well, the federal government provides money to every um, for every citizen um, that is in prison, and that could be about fifty thousand dollars for uh, a period of time. And instead of that fifty thousand dollars going to um, where state bill, state bill, it should stay in Austin for that individual. We know the population of the jail. Why would the money follow them when their family is here, their children are here, and um, once you send that money, and if we don't fix it now, we will not be able to fix it for another 10 years until the re, until the census come again. Mm-hmm. So everybody right. that goes to jail for the next 10 years, if we don't change the law here in Illinois, then these people all the money follows them to jail and not stay here in, in, in uh, the communities where they were last known, their last known address. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting okay. concept. We're, we're going to do a series, Mr. Ford, and we, want, and we probably want you to be a part of that called Follow the Money. Have you heard of that concept? Mr. Yeah. Obi Wordlaw is part of that agenda. Are you familiar with that? I've heard of Follow, yes. Follow right. the Money. Uh-huh. And uh, so we were specifically going to target toward products and follow the money, the whole chain of money to that product and away from it and the whole creation, the manufacturing, everything on the product. But I think that the what you're talking about right there, the prison system in itself, follow the money would be an exceptional uh show in itself to follow the money through the prison system. And I'm going to bring that to Mr. Word Law, too. We have a lot of things to do, and, and, we're, and that's what we're, we're just, I mean, we, we're not just beginning. It's a continuing 
fight here to do this, you know, but we're gonna we're pushing the agenda. That's what Black Wall Street Chicago is doing. That's what Chicago's Black Business Network dot com is doing. We actually service the small business person persons in the Chicago area on the internet. Uh, but it's all it all needs to come together. As we talk like this, as we do this, it all fits together because one piece affects the other piece affects the other piece. I want to ask you another question. You came out of the Chicago Public Schools as a teacher. Tell us about your experience in the Chicago Public Schools. You know, I, I think the Chicago Public Schools have a lot to offer, and um, I think that when you think about the support that the teachers have, it's, it's lacking. And if the teachers could only have the support that private schools have, they could do a good job because, you know, public schools have a lot of things that Catholic Support from what have. source are you talking about? We, 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 support from what source? How do you support, mean support? Support from um, a policy standpoint support for uh, from the uh, strong uh, principles, support from parents, and we can't, I don't ever want to blame the parents because I know the parents are in situations that sometimes they can't help because sometimes I don't have time to help my little daughter with her homework because I have to work all the time, and sometimes, you know, I'm not able to be right there, and so Parents, we can't always blame parents because we know society, especially for black people, we have been uh, neglected. But you know, well, you're one, looking of the, at... oh, go ahead. one of the things that 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 I think when you think about Chicago public schools and and you look at Catholic schools, they go to school at eight o'clock and they get out at three, and so. When you see the Catholic school kids going to school in the morning, they leave and they get there before the public school kids. The public school kids don't report to school to 9 o'clock or 9.15, and then they get out at 2.30. The Catholic school kids are still in for another hour. So the Catholic school and private schools start before and they end after our public schools. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, we looked at the, uh, from the Black Wall Street, um, we looked at the CMAP, Chicago Metropolitan Area Planning, based on the land and economic uh, strength for the year 2040. And as we looked at the plans that the uh, CMAP is presenting, uh, and they have um, indicated certain corridors throughout the uh, northeastern uh, Illinois that's centered around Cook County, they have, we looked at what is proposed, sadly to say, for the west side of Chicago, virtually nothing for right. the year 2040. Naturally, they have some parts for the south side, but it's basically pinned around outside of the black community for the year 2040. But what I'm looking at is, the, the, the education of our youth on how will they be able to adapt in the year 2040 based on where they are now. Uh, Philip Jackson of the uh, 
uh, Black Star Project has released a report that only 1% to 3% of all high school uh, graduates are, uh, they're about ooh, 2 to 3% above the norm of their reading um, uh, capacity. So if that's the state of where we are now, based on the economic agenda, the black youth in Chicago would not be prepared to handle the business agenda of Chicago. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a real uh, intense agenda we have to follow up, uh, even prepare for the year 2040. Uh, Representative Forbes, you've been uh, great. Uh, Sonia, definitely going to follow up with you for our uh, for your show, and uh, Phyllis would definitely Phyllis Logan will be following up as well for the the lobbying effort on our part for the the job bills that you're pushing, and also we're going to extend an invitation to you to our summit on. February 27th, if you're available, that you can be may be able to uh, present that uh, uh, where it's at between, because I understand you're going to be maybe going to a committee any day, but we at the summit, we are to present what we have done and what we haven't done and why haven't we done it and what we need to do prepare for the next summit. Uh, and when it comes to agenda of sustaining and increasing black businesses. So I want to appreciate you coming on with us. Do you have any final closing uh, words for us? No, I just think that we just have to um, work together, and, and, and I think if you continue to uh, build bridges like you're building, uh, like Wall Street, I think we can get there. Very good. Very good. Very appreciate you. All right. Good night. Good okay. night, Mr. Ford. Thank you. I'll be in contact. Good night. You listen to that Black was... Wall Street Chicago Speaks with our host, Mr. Ron Carter, and that was Representative LaShawn K. Ford, and we do appreciate him taking the time to stop by. Mr. Ellison, we want you to stay on the line for the, after this break. We're going to all come back together and close out. This show is going to be an hour and a half this evening, but we're going to, cl- we're going to uh, come back and discuss a few things. And okay. uh, we'll be we'll be right back after this. We thank you so much for joining us, each and every one of you. Okay.
she's covering the initiative that you have for the uh, uh, Black Wall Street District of Madison Street. How do you feel about that based on uh, the initiative that you're heading there? I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. And like I said earlier, um, we over here do follow LaShawn Ford. We, we follow him pretty closely. And with him being semi-new to state rep, well, you know, a couple of years now, um, he's just really getting a, a, a real footing in there because, you know, the old guards, you know how that thing works. So mm-hmm. he's, um, he's been moving pretty aggressively for things on the west side, and I got no doubt he says he's, he's with us as far as Black Wall Street, Madison Street District go, or Black Wall Street, period. He is with us. I do mm-hmm. believe that. And he said it, and he said it openly, and we're going to hold him to it. So can you give the uh, uh, the new listers uh, somewhat of an overview of, of the initiative of what that means for uh, a Madison Street, Black Wall Street district? Uh, what does that accomplish, and uh, exactly what does that mean as far as uh, business is concerned? Well, if you if, if if anybody haven't driven down Madison Street in a while from downtown Chicago to Oak Park, um, Madison Street from downtown Chicago all the way to Western Avenue, just in the last ten years, have have have, have exploded. Uh, I say the last ten or fifteen years have exploded up to Western Avenue, and from Western Avenue or or California. West, which is basically uh, black community, is, is still black. Um, there's some Hispanic sprinkled in there, but it's basically black all the way down. And we 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 do not have the black businesses that used to be there. There's a few, a very few. Uh, the the little stores, most of those are, are Arab owned, and some other people own them, and our businesses on that Madison Street strip is going to be very exciting for our people because the people I talk to, and I talk to quite a few people just from the business I'm in, and I do quite a bit of business on the west side, um, these people are interested in doing business with our people. The, the, the movement is out here. The consciousness is out here. We are just looking and waiting to to put our words to action. When I say we, I mean people here on the west side. Uh-huh. They are waiting to put their words to action to show that they will they will actually do business with the uh, the black folks. And another thing that came to my attention uh, just recently was the few businesses that's over there. How do we know? whether they're black or not, without going in asking. So that's mm-hmm. what we're looking at right now of, mm-hmm. of getting some kind of symbol, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. showing right. that this is a black-owned business. Right. So uh, the spirit is, I can admit, based on my workings with the 75th Street and comparing it working with the Madison Street, that there seems to be a, a, a little bit more uh, energetic community of support. 
than our initial uh, focus on 75th Street, which has a 90% black business representation compared to Madison Street. Now, uh, let me ask you, uh, do you think that the city of Chicago would appreciate uh, the initiative of Madison Avenue? Take, for instance, that 75th Street is just that, 75th Street. Uh, from east to west all day long. But uh, Madison Street east to west is really in the heart. It is the heart of Chicago. That's right. So are you all, or when I say you all, uh, that is a bold initiative to the point that, uh, (laughs) oh, excuse me, do you think that the city of Chicago, will, in the lack of my own words, will appreciate calling Madison Avenue a black Wall Street district, even though you're speaking uh, west of California, but it still drives in the heart of Chicago? Well, I mean, you know, Ron, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and, and I know that's going to be an issue. And I'm sure it has seeped uh, to, to, the, to the mayor's office already. But the way I'm looking at this is we got a couple of aldermen that, um, that that's part of their ward. We, 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 we got uh, Carruthers uh, on the further west end, and um, I do believe uh, Ed Smith, yeah. uh, that's part right. of his ward. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't mean to sound uh, big, black, and angry, but either these guys gonna get with the program, or we gonna vote them out. And 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 and, and there's quite a few of us not too happy with their activity as I speak. So mm. they just don't uh, have uh, to the get the concept of a Black Wall Street district on Madison Avenue. They're not that happy about it. No, no, no. Uh, I, I mean the people. The people in in their wards are not too happy with them. So oh, if they okay. want to 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 get back in good favor, then they're going to have to get with the program, and they got to mm-hmm. get with the program now. Mm-hmm. Well, because, my understanding is even with uh, in Oakland, California, it took them. Uh, they started their Black Wall Street district on in the Atlas, uh in 1998. And it took them approximately about, ooh, it's it's well and alive now. Uh, um, Indianapolis uh, Boulevard in Oakland, California, has a representation of about 40% black businesses. And doing so, those non-black businesses still adopt the term the Black Wall Street District of Indianapolis. And, and they should, because mm-hmm. that's, who, that's who they're doing business with. Yeah, okay. Now, take that also is that in Detroit, uh, Michigan, they propose under uh, Mr. Claude Anderson, they propose a a African business district uh-huh. uh, in Detroit, and the city council voted it down twice. Yeah. Uh and so how would you perceive the the initiative for Madison Avenue 
uh, you know, you said that this is the will of the people uh, along Madison Avenue and all powers to be just got to get on the train, or um, would they actually be able to block the train? That's pretty much what I'm saying. And I'm not just, just leaving it in the hands of, of, of those aldermen, those two aldermen I mentioned. Now, let's take my alderman, for example. Um, Emma Mitz is my alderman over here on the west side where I am. And just my block alone, and we've done the numbers in her office, my block alone, at least 98% of the people on my block vote and voted for her. Now, we got about, uh, I'm on a long block, we got about um, about 75 homes with more than at, at, at least two to four voters in these homes, mm-hmm. you know, 18 and up. And that we took to her and made it very clear, we like some of the stuff you're doing, but we need you to take care of our interests. We put you in here. And, mm-hmm. and, and we're not afraid to say we'll get together and we'll put you out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, we figure to go at, at, at all of them the same way. And, and we don't want to sound like a threat. It is what it is. You, 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 you work for us. That's just the way it is. So uh, Curtis Mayfield uh, saw a uh, train is coming. What was that? Who I'm, I'm putting together Curtis Mayfield and uh, Bob Marley about the train okay. and uh, get on the board, uh, and, and that's all to it then, huh? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much okay. it. Okay. All right. We, I have a question. Put, sure. <laughs> I have a question. Um, and I understand that, and I'm glad that you feel strongly about these things because we have to feel strongly about it, but we have to take at, be stepping at the same time. Now, right. Mr. Ford brought out something that I want to mention before we get out there. We got ten minutes, but he was saying they go back back in the sex session February third, and he has some bills on the table that need to be looked at. That we need the Black Caucus behind. We need the representatives down there behind. See, this is something, and we can't. You know, this is why you have people, different people designated in organizations to do different things. Right. We can't, as the people, forever have our back up against the wall. Now, this is February 3rd, you know. Uh, these are some very important agendas this young man is talking about and trying to put together. You know it takes more time than that to move my people. But what That's we've right. been doing in the past, we've been reactionary. Now, as soon as that message passed down there in Springfield, they'd be jumping out around hollering and screaming, talking about they did this when we were not there in the beginning, when people were doing it and were not seeing that our elected, our elect, our elected officials were supporting our agendas. Mm-hmm. This is something that has got to be on the forefront of our minds, Ron, because this Ooh. has got to stop, and it's got to stop now. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I'm not gay you, but it's, it's got to stop now. Like he's talking about the, uh, the census. When they work those numbers and when they follow that money down to the prisons, there's not going to be anything else done for it for 10 years. And you can holler and scream if you want, but the money is gone for another 10 years. And that's just how it's going to be. And if we keep on doing this, that keeps us behind when we don't follow the the correct, keep our eyes on the correct prize. Now, that young man came here, and he told us what we need to do. We got to keep our eyes on the right prize and take it off the wrong prize, you know, Mm -hmm. because those are two powerful things, and this happens every day, every week. 
all around us because sometimes we're not focused on the right thing, and we got to get focused on the right thing. And it takes people with assignments for individual tasks to do those tasks. And like you said, Mr. Allison, if they can't do those tasks, they need to get out the way so somebody okay. will do them because this is stopping us over and over and over again, and it's got to stop. You know, you know I do my you, part, you do my part, and then the other little part's falling away, and you in right. the way, you got to get out the way. That's my word on that. That's a good word. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to uh, follow up. I think that a lot of times um, we put it on the elected officials to, to do this, to do that, but uh, Representative Ford did put it on us that he had made that initial step. Now, it is in, uh, in the community hands to help push this job initiative bill through, and uh, we will be uh, taking this on to the point that uh, taking a leadership role, and, and I will be making sure that we do so uh, and talking to our legislative representative, Phyllis Logan, to uh, make sure that Black Wall Street initiate a lobbying effort to support uh, Representative Ford on, her, this, on, this, on this job deal that he is pushing through the uh, of Illinois. So, yeah, the, uh, the agenda is intense. I think even to the point today, um, I have some good news that came out of our committee uh, to, uh, this morning, is that even Gary, Indiana, is uh, knocking around the idea for it to have a black Wall Street district. So oh, we're kind of, we're, yeah, we're, I, I, growth is, Sometimes happen when you really don't know you're growing, and you don't know all the time. You you, you know you turn around. It's like a uh, you ever seen a kid in five years? You say, "Oh boy, you have grown," but the kid don't even realize it. Say, "Oh, I have," you know. So I think that's something that's happening with Black Wall Street. We're probably growing, and we don't even know it, <laughs> based on uh, the support and initiatives. Uh, that people ask us to be a part of, along with what we take on ourselves. Yeah. So that is part of an agenda that we are going to be pushing in our next uh, committee meeting next uh, Thursday, in which Sonia said she's going to be in the House. I have next made a Thursday. commitment to be there, Mr. Carter. <laughs> yes, she did. You heard that, uh, Mr. Allison? She's going to be at the she's going to be at the committee meeting. Uh, this uh, next Thursday at 8.30, uh, and, and which it is open to the public. Uh, the meeting will be at the uh, Black Wall Street, South Street Journal office at 449 East 35th Street at 8.30 a.m. to approximately 10.30 to 11 uh, a.m. So all is invited, but we do request people to uh, the RSVP so that we can be able to accommodate with space and refreshments. Uh, so what's the next step for the uh, Black Wall Street District of Madison Street, uh, Mr. Allison? Is there, I think that there's an initiative to start pushing a uh, petition. Uh, what is the, the status of moving that forward uh, in the support of the district? Well, actually, Mr. Allison, 
Uh-huh. Sister Allison, let this be your final remarks, and then Rod can close out, and we're going to close okay. the show out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What did you say? Okay. The, what's the status of moving forward with the petition? Is that the, the next step for Madison Avenue? Okay. What I was about to say, yes, yes. Uh, on the last meeting, uh, semi-meeting, that was miscommunication went out, we was actually going to talk about that then, and but the next meeting will be coming up real soon, in the next week or so, and we're looking to uh, bring petitions with us then and have each person there sign the petition and take a sheet with them, and the sheet holds about 15 names, that each person would go out and get uh, one or two or three of those sheets completed and bring them back and we're going to move from that point to give them to the the right people um, to move forward on that. And also let me say this, that we are looking at also uh, talking to the, 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 the aldermen that are not, don't have wards in that area, but uh, making them get on board with that also. So mm-hmm. we're looking at a few things, and, and we, we're feeling real good about it. All right, very good. Uh, Sonia? Thank you so much, Mr. Allison, for joining us. You know you're welcome anytime. We look forward to having you back back again. We should oh, do. Let me let me say this right quick. Um, um, also, we're looking at starting with me this coming Sunday. It will be in our bulletin. In our bulletin, of about 500 people will get the bulletin to listen in on this show every Thursday night, and also we want to keep them informed as to the progress of the Madison Street District. We want to get people on board. We believe we can do it. Okay, sounds great. That's, that's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. Have a great evening, Mr. Allison. Thank you so much, my dear. Ron? Yes, Sonia. Another good again. show. Yes, hey, we're um, growing. This thing's going to take off. And we're going to be right there running on out there with them. It's a lot of work, it. but you know I what? Know it. it makes you proud. It makes you feel good every Thursday. Oh, yeah. Uh, every Thursday. I mean, the day, you know, matter of fact, every day is long and intense, but it seems as though when we get to the 7 o'clock hour on Thursday that it's time to relax and to reflect and to enjoy the guests that we've been having. And this far we've been having some uh, pretty interesting guests from uh, business people, to uh, uh, legislators that are in support of the Black Wall Street uh, campaign, which is a good uh, sign of, again, growing like a kid and you just don't know you're growing, you just grow. (laughs) It is, and it's going to happen, too, because it's unbelievable, and maybe our listeners don't know, this is only like our third or fourth show, (laughs) and we're just going on down the road with it. Mm Mm-hmm, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Brian, I want to thank you. Please join us again for Black Wall Street Chicago Speaks with our host, Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Purdue, and I'm the founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. We're inviting each of you to come out and join us. Listen to me Tuesday on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Ron, you have a good evening. Everybody, thank you for joining us. You do the same. Thanks again. Good night. Good night. It's a people problem. That you people and me It's so easy But we could solve this confusion If we tried instead of shooting 
Plus there's no excuse when we have mouths that could use them For apologizing and acknowledging mm-hmm. fault instead of falsely accusing we Making threats, shouting and verbally abusing You see we could blame race cause it's easy and it's legal But the one common denominator people is people It's a people problem And I'm sure you will be the three for three. 